Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the 180 Impact Podcast with Aaron and Rob. We're kind of goofing off a little bit before we started. Um, we apologize because we skipped last week. We didn't really skip, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, well, in your background, my background, I was able to well, go ahead. You you didn't like my story for last podcast, so you threw it away. That's why it wasn't your story. Or my length of my story, or going down rabbit holes. Like, dude, yeah, I, I, no, in all honesty, we had one set up, and I think that Rob and I, you know, we're cool with it. We just talked to each other about it, and we, we went in two different directions. So we, we scrubbed last week's podcast, um, just to make sure that we're. I mean, heaven forbid, I make you look bad. That's true. Well, how do you make me look bad when I don't get a word in edgewise? It's kind of a. You can't make me look bad if I'm not speaking or saying anything. So well, I've been trying that. for 25 years, and it seems to be working, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So anyway, um, no, we've been busy. I've got um, a lot of exciting things that I've been doing. Um, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but behind the scenes. I mean, as far as, like, the coaching stuff, and I uh, had the opportunity to go to Lansing a couple weeks ago and sit down with Eric Thomas for a whole day, which was like uh, – phenomenal to me i mean i remember um several years ago just listening to his videos on youtube and then investing in his programs and then uh kind of a weird i don't know it's just somebody that i really looked up to like people look up to famous their favorite actors or whatever the case may be not to sound too mushy with it but i was just said to myself one day i just want to meet him i just want to meet eric thomas you know and uh i was able to actually go and spend an entire day with him uh, in Lansing and get some really good ideas for coaching, some really good ideas moving forward with uh, our program and maybe even being involved with his coaching a little bit down the road. So so just for clarification on, you know, you meeting your, um, your idol. <laughs> besides Be- you. Besides me. Now, were you like one of thousands in an audience or did he actually – talk to you no one-on-one yeah okay so if you, wanna, you shake your you hand be a smart ass so there's 20 there's only 20 from 20 of us from around the country there's people that flew in uh, a couple flew in from california there was a small group uh of gals that came from north carolina and um so yeah stick that in your pipe and smoke it so no we we <laughs> did uh we did uh a lot of one-on-one time with him and just kind of made it uh sat down in a I, I call it a school circle, set in a circle, and um, he shared with us moving forward just different things about coaching and, and helping people out and being servant leaders and things like that. But, yeah, it wasn't like a – I mean, that's the cool thing. Like, he's uh, – the 23rd of September, there's a conference that he's doing in Chicago, and that's advertised to the right the general public, and people pay a lot of money to just go sit in the audience. And I'm thinking, man. Oh, I'm sure you spent a lot of money on this too, but you're not going to share it. Well, for the for coaching and investing in the, in his program initially to learn how to well see you even taking advantage of it because giving you the assessment and showing you how messed up you are and how many several areas of your life you need to work on, you've benefited from this as well. So it was off the chart. Yeah, but no, it was cool. So uh, that gave me a lot of uh, a lot of stuff to work on outside of the job. So well, good. Yeah, and you, you gonna share anything? Or are you good? Yeah, so it's uh, been quite a 
busy couple of weeks. I know so. it is. And I know, I know the answer to this. So I'm allowing you just to share what you want to share and leave out what you want to leave out. Well, um, I think word's getting out that I uh, accepted a, a new job. Yeah. So I am going to be the criminal justice instructor at the Calhoun Area Career Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I'm upset because we have to move all this stuff out of here. We have to take the podcast to a new location. But no, I mean, you <laughs> say I think it's, I mean, looking, in all honesty, looking from the outside. I thought I, you were going to let me talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You said, uh, you said I'm going to like stress you out if I start talking about it. You're not going to stress me out. Keep going. I'm, I'm sorry. Rob. Oh, no. That's it. Spent almost 11 years here at mm-hmm. the college, you know, so I'm leaving as a director of criminal justice or actually the director of public safety education. But I don't know, this position came open and I'm excited. I'm excited to teach and, you know, be back with students and try to make a difference. Not that I haven't made a difference in the last 10 years here, but administratively, sometimes you just kind of, you're behind the scenes. And you know me, I'm a talker. Didn't know that. Yeah. And (laughs) there's part of me that is exciting. You know, I'm a little nervous. You know, we had orientation last week. And um, so I'm meeting the students as they come in. And now, mind you, they're juniors and seniors. And they're from all over Calhoun County that come here. To go to one of the two law enforcement criminal justice programs at the uh, Calhoun Area Career Center. So Jeremy Brown teaches the law enforcement class and I'll be teaching the criminal justice class. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, It's a whole new journey. I think in my life I've completely just changed careers and there's always going to be struggle, you know, but sometimes I feel like we always regret the things I should say we that we regret the uh, the well, risk that we don't take. Yeah, right? the opportunities or that opportunity come up. and sure. So, so I jumped on it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, and so I mean, I know it's been stressful. And we've been up here moving your office out, and like it's a big, it is a big move. You're changing careers, and and but from the outside, from somebody that knows you, and I'm honestly saying, like this is, I I honestly think you're going back to kind of your wheelhouse, the way you can talk to. To, to groups of people, diverse groups of people, and the way that you like to teach. You know, I taught with you a lot at uh, the department. Um, high schoolers, you act like one, you'll fit right in. <laughs> you got that going for yourself. I but do. in all, in I all do. honesty, I think it's going to be good for you. I think there's going to be like, uh, I know, stressful transitions, but any transition is stressful. But overall, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. And um, yeah, it's exciting. I think it'll be a great opportunity. You know, I'm still- I'm still taking it all in, you know, and it's it's a quick change, mind you, because oh, yeah. the position came open on, I think, July 27th, mm-hmm. and the whole process process was pretty much wrapped up in less than three weeks. Yeah. So here I am, and my official last day at the college will be this upcoming Friday. So does everybody, everybody from your hometown know up in Nagani? Nobody knows. Yeah, I know mom and dad know. No, actually, I haven't told them yet. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to record and post this tonight. What's today's? Today's, as of this recording, August 21st. I'm going to try to edit this sucker. I don't even, I'm gonna find I don't even think I told them I was applying for a different job. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. But, no, that's cool. Well, it's fine. It'll be you know, fun. It, it really is. It's, a, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, yeah. I can't wait. 
um, just just to be able to uh, you know be around people like that again. Yeah, for students. Sure. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, speaking, I mean, of, I mean, I'll still we'll still do podcasts and stuff. Oh so. yeah, yeah. We just uh, like one of the things is that we gotta we'll find a new home for for our stuff here, and I'm sure that won't take too long. We can we'll find we'll find something. Um, and we, I don't want that to be. You know, for all our tens of listeners out there, don't worry. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna make this as quick as possible. We'll find a place. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of room, but um, also have uh, a couple of people that want to come on the podcast, and so we have to we have to set up a neutral place where we can have people come in and uh, join us here. So that's definitely coming up, and I think that'll be a great thing. Um, so speaking of Nagani, I wanted to ask you a question. We were up there a couple weeks ago. I'm sitting at home the other night, relaxing, and I'm watching, um, what is it, Mysteries of the Unknown? I like watching those kind of weird shows, right? History of the Museum or one of those. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. You know I already know what you're going to say. And I see it's in like a small town of Nagani, Michigan, just south of Marquette, lies the something, something iron. There's a museum up there. And then they start talking about the legend of this. What? It, how come I never knew this? I don't even think I know it. There's some wolf legend of some wolf or something that's up there in Nagani. Bigfoot? No, it's like uh, like literally a wolf type of creature. It's it's a it's a legend up there. You've never heard of it? No. And I'm I'm sitting here watching this. I tried to hit the record button, but I don't know if I got it on the TV. I'll have to show you. Is this again. about as ridiculous as that movie, like no, Escanaba and the Moonlight? No, no, no. This is a legitimate, like, science thing. So, anyway, the story went on to where um, there was a guy up there who was a, I guess, probably like a fur, fur trapper type settler. Mm-hmm. And he was using this compass type of device. Now, this is a long time ago. And... He spots this creature or whatever. Well, he ends up using this navigation tool and it brings him all the way back full circle to when he thought he was going in a certain direction and brought him back full full circle. And he'd seen that he'd like dropped his Bible or something. And then he'd seen this monster again. And then they go back to the, what's the museum up there? The iron Michigan iron and industry museum. Yeah. Why didn't you take me there? Why don't we go there? We didn't have time. Uh, we we could have made. We're time. too busy partying with all my friends. Yeah. I mean, it was my thirtieth uh, class reunion, mm-hmm. so we are getting kind of old. Yeah. I'll bring you there. I'm no. I'm noticing that, and and like uh, speaking of getting old, whew, it's going fast. So I'm thinking of you're starting a new career, and um, I've got a year and a half left in mine. So that's amazing. It is. There there are times that I think like. If I would have stayed at Battle Creek Police Department, I would have a year in November. 13, 13 or 14 months left. I think and a year and a half. And sometimes I'm like, man, it can't get here fast enough. And other times I'm like, man, I'm I'm a little nervous. I would be nervous. But I'll be good. You'll have to find a different job. You'll hire me up at the high school. A janitor. I don't care. No, I'll have it figured out by then. I figured you'd be on a national scene and giving TED Talks or I should some type of like I should try that motivational speaker. You'll probably try to pull me pull me along into it. So I don't, yeah, I I don't. I've seen a lot of TED talks. I think anybody can get up there and talk for fifteen or twenty minutes. There's some really good ones out there, no doubt about it. But um, 
So what's on your mind, Aaron? So I want to I want to take this in kind of a direction, and maybe we've talked about this before a little bit, but you know, one of the things that it's it's like, how do you how do you with our first responder community, how do you teach somebody self awareness? And here's where I'm going with this, um, and I'm not going to name the mention the the agencies or where we were or anything else. So you know, Tyler and I do our officer wellness classes, talking about mental health and building resilience, and we were uh, in another city. Not too long ago. Now, mind you, these officers are here at a 40-hour training that they're basically told to be at. And we get like a very small portion of that is dedicated to officer mental health and wellness. But these, some of these younger officers, you know, you got to take aside. I can remember when we would go to training and we would be forced to go to training. What our mindset already was going into that some of the stuff that we're trying to share with these younger people about self-awareness. Um, I mean, it's no, it's no question that this job is going to affect you. We've talked about that several times. It will change you. And you can ask almost any officer that has done this job for five years or more. They're burning out. But it just kind of frustrated me because, you know, I'm, we're very passionate about this and we want, I'm getting a little static here. We're very passionate about a lot of this stuff. And when I see kids just sitting there and I'm like, what, how do you? I know, I know what you're pissed off about. No, I, because you're up there presenting on a serious topic that you really care about. It's near and dear to your heart. We've both been through some trauma and you have young officers sitting there in the audience scrolling through their cell phone the entire time. They're, they're like not even paying attention. Yeah, that's part of it too. It's like that's, that's their a lot world. Of it. You're right. Yeah. And, and, and so when you say like situational aware, awareness or self-awareness. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Hold up. We have, we're having technical difficulties here. There we go. I, we I guess it's, it. it could be irritating because it irritates me. Yeah, and I don't know how to convey this because, and I, I think that adds up to the fact of like how many officers that were lose that are that are leaving the job that are not able to make it. They're not able to adapt. Would that be the word? Or I don't know if they really understand what they're getting into. Yeah, when it comes I, that, to this job, or just the the emotional aspect to it. Yeah, how about just. The ability to communicate with another individual. I think that's a lost art. Like what we're doing, just sitting here talking. Yeah, I think that's... You know how many people just sit next to each other and they just text each other? Yeah, from other, room, <laughs> from other rooms in the house. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I know. But then again, I try not to be too overly critical because I wonder if, you know, if we had that opportunity when we were... Young, would we have done that? Possibly. I don't know. But either way, it's, I think sometimes it is frustrating because when we know what's going to happen, you know, the first responders as they grow and they continue continue on this, uh, their journey and the careers that sooner or later, it's going to get really rough for them. And I think for me, I'm able to deal with like, hey, they don't really care or they're not paying attention. It's just that they are indirectly. And when the shit hits the fan, 
I guess I'm just hoping that they'll know, hey, there, there's hope and there's people out there that have went through similar things. And, and by all means, like, they just don't want to hurt themselves. Yeah. You know, or end their life or end their job or, you know, end a marriage, try to salvage it. Well, and that's, that's unfortunately, that's the product because that's what we see, right? The suicide rate, the divorce rate, the domestic violence rate. Um, we're just doing, we're doing damage control. Yeah. Substance abuse rate. And now don't, it was interesting because the job, the, I'm sorry, not the job, the class was split. You could see there was like four or five guys on one side of the room. They were from various agencies up there and they got it. They would come up and, you know, we were able to actually help them a little bit during the breaks and give them some tips and some different, you know, reading materials and things like that. But the other, the other half of the class, the kids, I call them were so right, totally checked out. So what do you think the difference is? They haven't gone through it. I mean, you could clearly see yeah. that the ones, the ones that were chatting, chatting it up were more experienced, but yeah, it, you're right. I obviously know that, but no, I'm saying to reach the younger generation, I, I guess. At this well, we point. are reaching them. Yeah. Do you think? That's might where be I'm hearing some of it. Yeah, that's where I'm getting kind of like not dis this hard not disheartened. It's not the word I want to use, but getting discouraged. Well, you I don't know what you don't so know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I were to think about it, Aaron, when we had less than five years on, do you think we would have really listened to somebody like us now? Would we have really listened to somebody? We might have listened to them and we probably wouldn't be texting and we probably would have been paying attention. But I'm sure, like, I might have been saying something like, oh, I got this. I'm, I'm good. This will never happen to me. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. will never happen to me. How many times <laughs> have I said, this will never happen to me? And here yeah. I am. Yeah, that's that's one statement or one uh, one area that I've really learned to keep my mouth shut on, saying that that's never say never, right? So, no, that was just it. I'm I'm just kind of in this phase of, Obviously, looking at us being older and our generation, and even even some that have been there for a little bit, are really getting a lot of the stuff that we're trying to put out there. But these newer kids, it's just frustrating because I'm like, man, I want to reach them. You know what I mean? You you chase down people like that don't know what they don't know. That's just difficult. Well, you are, you are reaching them right now. That's the, I guess that's the thing that for you, Aaron, that you, you put. You, you're putting your heart and soul, you know, into this. And both of us have, I mean, especially you though, right now. And sometimes you don't really see the end result. You know, I would compare it to like, I've shared with you the carpenter story before, right? You know, like, like with our job. And I mean, when I was teaching, you know, and you think of like what we do and the, I would say the gratification of your job, right? I would say like, well, you know, a carpenter or somebody that does construction goes out there and like, like let's say they build this beautiful cabinet and, and say somebody buys it for like $10,000 and they put thousands of hours into this cabinet. Somebody comes in, they buy it, they put it in their house and then that one person likes it, right? I so can't. you can actually see this. I'm, I don't mean to, I'm just, the reason I'm laughing is because you had to bring up cabinets. I know. Of course I did. Okay, keep going. And your cabinets at your house are kind of 
kind of rough right now. Still sitting there. But anyways, like, sorry, the carpenter would look at that and say, that is beautiful, right? I did a good job. I built this house. It's beautiful. I was an engineer. Here's a bridge. Like, you can see that. That's tangible. I think, like, in our job, Aaron, or what we do, it's it's the intangibles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't always see it, but you have to believe, like, hey, I'm making a difference in everyone's life. And maybe once in a while, somebody might let you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody will call you and say, hey, I really appreciated that podcast, or I really appreciated that talk that you did. You know, I, I heard part of what you said two years ago, and then I remembered, like, when the shit hit the fan for me this week, mm-hmm. I thought I should reach out and talk to you. I've had that happen before. So you have to believe in that. It's like you don't see it. Yeah. You're not always going to see it. That makes sense. So Cause you're was, making a difference. In, in, <laughs> instead, of that, <laughs> instead of that, we're always like, yeah, we're like garbage men. Put it out to the curb and it's still there. It comes the next week. And I mean, yeah, that's the cynical part of it. But yeah, now in reality, you kind of, you know, how's it going out there? Ah, we're not even stopping the bleeding. We're not even putting a Band-Aid on it. And some of the other phrases and terms we use because it can be very discouraging. You kept the G-rated. That's pretty good. Yeah, well... You know, the garbage kids, truck kids, <laughs> kids listen to this. So yeah, that's kind of just what I wanted to share. I mean, I didn't have anything scripted for this week because I, we've been super kind of preoccupied with other stuff, but I'm just frustrated sometimes that, you know, you do want to reach everybody and you're, you're right. I mean, it makes sense. Maybe down. So the road. for those of you that are listening, Sowing will seeds. you please, please call my friend, Aaron, <laughs> don't call me and let him know. That, that he's doing a good job, you know, he's kind of sad, you know, and he's he's doing a good job, but I think he's on his soapbox a little bit right now. What are you talking about? I don't know. Soapbox? A soapbox is getting up and preaching at somebody. I'm I'm no, pouring so- my heart out to say I'm discouraged because I feel bad for this, like this next generation yeah, of like, you're pouring we've talked your about feelings. it before. Like it's You're standing on your soapbox. It's coming. That's not a soapbox. It's kind of a soapbox is getting up there, like giving a. Tell me then, what's a soapbox? Give me the definition. Sitting there telling you. No, you're, keep going. You're, you're, Let the people know so I can look <laughs> it up here. When somebody says like, "Hey, are you going to get off your soapbox?" Right. That's preaching at somebody. Well, or giving a sermon. Or uh, that's preaching at somebody. All right. Would this Hold on. be considered preaching at somebody? No. Oh, really? An, an, impo- an improvised platform as one on a street from which a speaker delivers speeches and an appeal or a political harangue. It's not what I'm doing. It's not a soapbox. It's a cry for help. <laughs> No, I don't, know what, just, I don't know what you're trying to say, but I don't either. Maybe yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just, venting, shit, I'm just venting. I'm just venting some discouragement. That's all with maybe some of the younger kids out there, um, because we see it. We and yeah, I guess I to to drop my pride and ego. I just wanted a little bit better response from the younger kids. But you, I don't know what they don't know. And no, we you know when you're the younger kids re- refer to any police officer with less than five years on. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I would say so. Because, I mean, like, I'm we're seeing officer burnout 
at two to three years on the job now, whereas before it was easily five, 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I think it's the, it's it's just the culture. Yeah. Sign of the times, right? The expectations of their job, you know, what makes people, what, what motivates people. Yeah. So, all right. I think you're doing a good job, Aaron. I don't, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for you specifically your validation. See, this well, is I what don't. happens. I sit here and say, man, I'm struggling with this area. And you proceed to get on here and tell me I'm on a soapbox and that I need to be affirmed and that people need to, people need to call and reach out to me and, and, <laughs> and get me off the edge of the roof. And send I'm just, you flowers. Like, yeah. yeah. Send you a card. Yeah. No, that that's what it is. Just I mean, some I'm, discouragement. I'm just being lighthearted. With I, you. I know. Yeah. That's your way of being lighthearted. I really really appreciate that. So nobody but, likes me. That's true. But, um, so yeah. You have a- so, huh? No, I was just going to say to the young, to the young officers or any first responder out there, just, you know, I'd say the message that we're putting out there, just be mindful, be open, be open to listening to what, you know, people that try to pour into your life and people that try to not, not in a negative way. Right. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. when, when we were young and we were out there on the streets just going nuts and, hey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And don't pull traffic stops after 2 a.m. Not that type of listen to what people say, but as far as your mental health and just well, staying th- long-term in the job. Well, I think, Aaron, is that many people are listening. And like I said, at some point, you know, you'll have somebody reach out to you because they do. They have. It's just yeah, that you don't, right. like I said, it's, it's it's like the story of the carpenter. You don't really get to see the, the benefits yeah. all the time. Yeah. But if nobody says anything, then I feel like these officers are going to end up like us, not having any knowledge of how to get help or how to recognize burnout or recognize depression or recognize, you know, that their life is going you know, downhill really fast. So what all you're all we're doing is planting seeds. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's how you gotta look at it. We're planting seeds so that when something does happen, like, oh yeah, I remember what you know what Rob was saying about getting shot or what Aaron was saying or, you know, being depressed or feeling like you wanna hurt yourself or, you know, like, hey, I can't believe this happened to me. It does. Kind of a just Sometimes things just slap you right across the face. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for lifting me up. You make me feel so much better. Did you get a haircut? No. Did you oh, get new glasses? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> After, yeah, that's, a, that's another thing that's changed. I am now officially in freaking bifocals, man. <laughs> you're kidding. You're kidding me. Yeah, bifocals. Yeah, you knew these were. You think I'm walking around for a fashion statement with these things on? No, I started having like a lot of. <laughs> Maybe up. you were. Psst. To impress who? It's you and I up here. Definitely not you. No, I was having trouble with my contacts because I have them in for so many hours a day. Went to the eye doctor, and I knew that my eyes were going, changing a little bit because even with contacts, and I needed reading glasses. So they're like, you can't wear your contacts for 12, 14 hours a day. I'm like, well, that's how long I'm up doing stuff and whatever the case may be. So they're like, well, they're, they said it's, it's time. fair looks. It's time to look 
it's time to look into some enhancements. Not the type of enhancements you need, Rob, but type some someone oh to help my vision. So <laughs> you just this is like you're accessorizing. Yeah. So anyway, make a long actually, story short. Actually, I really thought you were just trying to make yourself look younger with these glasses. I don't even know. I, I can't. I can't appropriately respond to that. With <laughs> this is a, just trying to keep this family show. But anyways, make a long story short. Um, yeah, I have glasses. They are bifocals. I'm getting used to them, but I still wear my contacts. But um, thanks for letting me know. I'm trying to make some sort of a fashion. Statement. I have 2013 vision, Aaron. I don't really care. It's the only. It's the only thing it's that's, all, that's halfway all, normal. That's all you have going for you is you can see a little bit. Talking about haircuts, we'll leave it there. All right. Hey, if uh, if there's anything you need from us, make sure you reach out. We're at the180impact at gmail.com. Also, um, social media, Rob and I share stuff on there. That's how you can reach out to us. Make sure that you message us. Don't put it on a, um, one of the posts or anything. Well, you can, I guess. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But make sure that you reach out. and um, we'll, we'll get Don't forget going. the get well cards. <laughs> we'll... we'll so mean. All right, guys, we'll see you at the next one. We love you. Take care of yourselves. All right, later.